Chewing Gums. RT8K News. It's one o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. The headlines, experts agree with the government's decision to stop using mainland testing lab BGI after a series of mishaps. Hong Kong and Singapore confirm the two countries' travel bubble will start from the last week of May. And students sitting the Liberal Studies exam express relief because the new-look subject doesn't start until next year. Medical experts have backed the government's move to stop private laboratory BGI from running mobile testing stations after apparent blunders. Francis Sip reports. One of the mainland firm's recent mistakes was its failure to detect a mutated strain of COVID in a woman at a quarantine hotel. When she was finally hospitalized, antibodies were already detected in her blood. Infectious disease expert Joseph Zhang from the Medical Association told an RTHK program the woman was probably infected in the hotel and it was worrying her case wasn't found despite her being tested twice. Another apparent blunder of cross-contamination of test samples resulted in 28 false positive cases. Dr. Zhang said BGI could continue its mobile testing services once it smoothed out its operations. University of Hong Kong microbiologist Ho Park Leung said if BGI was forced to stop all its services, including hotel and community testing, then the wait time for COVID test results might be much longer. Hong Kong and Singapore have announced a travel bubble from May the 26th. It allows for quarantine-free travel on designated flights. Travellers must test negative for COVID-19 within 72 hours of their flight. Hong Kong residents flying to Singapore must be fully vaccinated, but Singaporeans are not required to take coronavirus vaccines before they come to Hong Kong. The Secretary for Commerce and Economic Development, Edward Yao, was asked if the arrangement was unfair. In the case of Hong Kong, we have uh, made provisions for the entire community to be vaccinated so as to protect themselves. And the purpose of asking Hong Kong residents going out to have uh, vaccination prior to joining the scheme is in fact protecting their own health. Such requirement is premised on the ability for us to vaccinate them and also provide such choice. This would be the additional safeguard for our people. Of course, it will be up to the other government to whether they will require such arrangement. But the basic premise is, is for any vaccination, I think medical expert will advise you that, well, these are for essentially and foremost for self-protection. The travel bubble was postponed a day before its original launch in November due to a spike in infections here. The government also announced it will expand a scheme to exempt Hong Kong residents from quarantine after they return from the mainland. Currently, the exemption only applies to those who return from Guangdong province and Macau. It will be expanded to cover other provinces from Thursday. Travellers are required to test negative for COVID-19 and obtain a quota online before they come back. There will be a daily quota of 3,000 for the Sunjun Bay port, 2,000 for the Hong Kong Zhuhai Macau Bridge and 1,000 for the airport. Students sitting the Liberal Studies paper of university entrance exams today say they feel lucky to be taught the subject before it's revamped starting the next school year. And Mr Choi told RTHK the curriculum taught him critical thinking, but he would avoid political questions in the paper, fearing they might be sensitive in the current social environment. Students also complained about the sudden change of exam venues because of COVID infections, saying they felt more nervous as a result. The subject, blamed by pro-Beijing figures for the social unrest in 2019, will be renamed Citizenship and Social Development. 
The district court has rejected pro-democracy activist Tam Tuck Chi's request to halt proceedings over several sedition charges he faces. Violet Wong reports. The People Power activist is accused of chanting seditious slogans at the street booth last year, as well as committing other public order offences. Mr Tam's lawyer had argued the sedition law is unconstitutional, saying it has disproportionately restricted the freedom of expression guaranteed in the Basic Law and the Bill of Rights. They have said the definition of sedition is too vague, with concepts of hatred and contempt being subjective. But Judge Stanley Chen said the court should only exercise its discretion to halt proceedings under exceptional circumstances, such as when it finds a fair trial would be impossible. Chen said he is not convinced that would be the case, adding the defence could and should only challenge the constitutionality of the law during Mr Tam's trial in May. The judge also rejected the defence other request to have the sedition offences against Mr Tam quashed on grounds the prosecution has not listed the alleged remarks made by Tam in the charge sheet. He said the prosecution is not required to spell out every word the defendant had uttered and only essential information relating to the charges is needed. He said putting too much information would only make the charge sheet too lengthy and fragmented, which may cause confusion and misunderstanding. The judge noted the prosecution had already provided to the court a summary of facts and video footage which contained those remarks and the defendant would not be prejudiced due to the lack of the particulars. The court has adjourned the case to May the 3rd for a pre-trial hearing and the trial is set for May the 10th. The United States, European and Middle Eastern nations are sending much-needed medical supplies to India, whose health service is buckling under the weight of coronavirus infections. Prime Minister Narendra Modi said a storm was sweeping through the country, with hospitals in the capital Delhi and many other cities full, and oxygen supplies critically low, despite more generation plants being approved. The US has lifted export controls on the raw materials needed to manufacture vaccines. Dr Anthony Fauci is the chief medical advisor to President Biden. There's discussions about really ramping up what we can do on the ground, oxygen supplies, drugs, tests, PPE, as well as taking a look in the intermediate and long run about how we can get vaccines to these individuals. India has recorded more than 2,700 deaths in the past 24 hours, the highest since the start of the pandemic. The United States has become the latest country to offer emergency medical aid to India, where healthcare services have been overwhelmed by a massive surge. This woman, who has lost family members to, to the disease, said not enough was being done by the authorities to deal with the emergency. Nothing, nothing is being done. I am totally disheartened in the situation which I am seeing. A person cannot live here in Delhi. A person cannot even die peacefully in Delhi. The Indian government has confirmed it's ordered social media giants to remove about 100 posts critical of its handling of the pandemic, including from opposition politicians. Twitter said it had complied with the request, explaining it had blocked some material from being viewed in India. Here's the BBC's Charles Haviland. Twitter hasn't specified the content it took down within India, but media reports say it includes a tweet from a politician in West Bengal holding India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi directly responsible for Covid deaths and one by an actor, Vinit Kumar Singh, criticising Mr Modi for holding political rallies while the virus raged. 
The government said the material was misleading or could spark panic. Twitter has said it only removes material that is demonstrably false, but there's been an outcry from Indian public figures accusing the government of being better at censorship than supplying oxygen. The US Vice President Kamala Harris says the Biden administration will help farmers in Central America affected by climate change in an attempt to stop them migrating to the United States. Speaking to CNN, she said farming in the region was being devastated by drought and extreme weather. Here's the BBC's Candice Piet. Kamala Harris said the US needed to help Central America cope not only with the economic devastation caused by extreme weather events, but also with food insecurity and hunger. If parents and children can't eat, of course they're going to flee, she said. Tens of thousands of people are on the move, and the Biden administration must find solutions. Ms. Harris is due to hold talks with the Guatemalan leader, Alejandro Yamate, in the coming days. And in May, she'll meet Mexico's president, Andres Manuel López Obrador, to discuss his tree-planting program. The head of the Organization for Eastern Caribbean States says the world's developed countries fail to appreciate the impact of natural disasters on small island communities. Didicus Jules was speaking just weeks after a volcanic eruption on the island of St. Vincent. He compared the catastrophe to the impact of Hurricane Maria on the island of Dominica in 2017, during which 15 people died. He said the loss of the community was huge. In a way, small is insignificant. There's no difference. The world of the ant and the world of the elephant is the same. You know, everything in proportion. So... You know, 15 people dying in a small island state may not look like much, but it makes a huge difference in our societies. Portugal has been marking the anniversary of the revolution that restored democracy in 1974. Marches took place that had to be cancelled last year in a further sign of easing coronavirus restrictions. But the number of participants in the main procession in central Lisbon was limited to reduce the risk of transmission. Here's the BBC's Alison Roberts. Organisers of the traditional march down Lisbon's central axis, the Avenida da Libertad, said that this would not be the usual people's demonstration, but a procession with a limited number of participants due to COVID-19. Following a two-month lockdown, Portugal is gradually lifting restrictions after its infection rate fell from the world's highest to Europe's lowest. In another sign that things are getting back to normal, at least in terms of the politics around the 25th of April revolution, the Lisbon march was the subject of public wrangling over who could take part. Beijing-born Chloe Zhao has been named Best Director at the Oscars in an historic win that makes her the first Asian woman and only the second woman ever to take home the trophy. The 39-year-old won for Nomadland about the travelling van community in modern America. Catherine Bigelow won it 11 years ago for the Iraq war drama The Hurt Locker. Britain's Daniel Kaluuya was named Best Supporting Actor for his role in Judas and the Black Messiah. My Octopus Teacher won for Best Documentary. The Film Awards Ceremony is taking place two months late because of the pandemic under strict COVID protocols. It can't be seen on free-to-air TV in Hong Kong after TVB dropped its coverage this year. Apple is expected in the next few days to release an upgrade to its operating system for iPhones, which has led to public disagreements with, other, with another tech giant, Facebook. The upgrade will include privacy changes, as the BBC's Amal Rajan reports. Until now, if you own an Apple phone, all the apps you've downloaded have automatic access to something called your unique identifier for advertisers. 
It allows companies to track your activity across other apps and so build a detailed picture of your behavior. With iOS 14.5, Apple is going to flick an enormous digital switch and only allow companies to track your activity on their own apps unless you give explicit permission. To finance news, a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 29,101. That's 16 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $80 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 107.71 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 21 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 78 cents. Sports now, Manchester City are celebrating their English League Cup title after a 1-0 win over Tottenham in the final at Wembley. Amaric Laporte headed home in the 82nd minute to give City a record-equalling fourth consecutive title in the competition. City boss Pep Guardiola says his side were worthy winners. Of course, it's nice for Carabao in a row, so that means the consistency in in the team, in every day, in every game to be there. So we knock out uh, Arsenal United away in this sport, so it's not we can say we deserve this competition, but especially the way we play. As for Spurs, their interim manager Ryan Mason says the players gave it their best. We had a manager change early on in the week, but again Wednesday night we was preparing for that, so we've had two days to prepare for this game. They're the best team in the country at the moment. Obviously it's disappointing to concede from a set piece, that being a decisive moment, but I think the takeaway point is the fact that the players believed 100% commitment. There were three games in the English Premier League last night. Leeds United and Manchester United drew 0-0. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's Man United are 10 points off the top of the table, meaning Man City can clinch the title next weekend if they beat Crystal Palace and Man United lose to Liverpool. Solskjaer says the draw at Ellen Road was a missed opportunity for his team. We had to win every single game to put pressure on City. Uh, this probably is was the two points drop that makes them very, very safe. But we have to just push on. We have got so many games to play uh, to look forward to and uh, uh, two semis coming up and Liverpool in between. The Leeds midfielder Calvin Phillips says his side have exceeded expectations this season. We never thought at the start of the season that, you know, we would be in, possibly we'll be in the top ten. We just took every game as it come and, you know, we've done very well this season and, you know, we've still got a few games left, so we're safe now, so, you know, we can enjoy his football and the pressure's kind of off now, so we know that whatever happens, you know, we're not going to go down, so, you know, we can, can kind of enjoy uh, football now and, you know, push on and hopefully do well to the end of the season. In tennis, Rafa Nadal has claimed his 12th Barcelona Open title as he saved a match point on his way to a hard-fought three-sets victory over the Greek player Stefanos Tsitsipas. It was his six, a 61st clay court title for Nadal, who returns to second in the world rankings today. To end the news, top stories once again. Experts agree with the government's decision to stop using mainland testing lab BGI after a series of mishaps. And Hong Kong and Singapore confirm the two countries' travel bubble will start from the last week of May. The news from RCHK. There's only two types of people in the world The ones that entertain and the ones that observe One day they put on a show kind of girl Don't make the
Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Monday afternoon. I hope you all had a great weekend. And many thanks once again to Phil for the morning brew today. We have a busy program for you this afternoon on the 123 show. In about 10 minutes or so, we hope to be chatting with one of the authors from this year's Young Readers Festival, Cynthia Karahata. Now, she'll be joining us all the way from the USA, and she'll be chatting about the inspirations behind her work. And after the 2 o'clock news, we hope to be joined by fitness coach Nathan Solier, and we'll be talking about stability training. What is it, and why does everyone need to do it? And of course, we welcome you to join us. You can always email us 123show at rthk.hk. That's 123show at rthk.hk. You can also find us on Facebook. Uh, Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3 is the page to go to. And finally, after the 2.30 news, it's time for Trash Talk. And this week on Trash Talk, Marcy Trent Long speaks to Senior Vice President and also the Managing Director of PNG Hong Kong, Michael Yates, about their collaborative effort with Watson's on recycling plastic and it is called Plastic Reborn Initiative and we hope to join and we hope you can join us uh, this afternoon as well. Twenty minutes past 